Welcome to Fundraising Fundamentals. This is the Chronicle of Philanthropy's monthly podcast. I'm Tony Martinetti. This month, what's the buzz in multi-channel fundraising? The Chronicle's latest report is Fundraising in a Multi-Channel World. We'll talk about the most interesting takeaways. My guest is Peter Panapento, the report's author. He's a freelance writer and principal of Panapento Strategies, a full-service communications consultancy working with nonprofits, foundations, and companies that serve the sector. He's at panapento.com, P-A-N-E-P-E-N-T-O, and at P. Panapento. Peter Panapento, welcome. Great to be here, Tony. Excited to talk. Thank you. Pleasure to have you on, uh, on as our guest. And uh, let's get started with this report that you authored, Fundraising in a Multi-Channel World. Uh, it was a survey and a report. Why do we need it? Well, um, we need it for a number of reasons, and, and most notably is the fact that um, with all of the advances in digital media and digital technology, um, a lot of fundraising shops are being spread pretty thin in terms of how they are trying to communicate with their donors. And uh, as I've been talking to fundraisers over the, the last few years, I've been hearing that um, they're looking for advice and insight into how other organizations are managing all of these different channels. Where are they placing their resources? Where are they pulling back? What is getting them the greatest return on their investment? And as we were looking at it, um, or looking at the issue, we were finding that there wasn't really much research out there. So we decided to uh, put together a survey, uh, working with the survey firm Campbell Rinker, to uh, reach out and, uh, and hear from fundraisers uh, of all different sizes, uh, organizations, to learn about um, how they're managing all these different channels. And you had uh, 500 respondents, is that right? That's right, uh, roughly 500, and uh, they were from organizations of all sizes and uh, all across the United States. So we had a pretty good cross-section of responses. All right, cool. Let's, uh, let's get into the first uh, significant takeaway, that uh, social media and direct mail are getting more attention, more investment. So, yeah, so, um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that we found with this, um, and, and one of the, the key questions we asked is where organizations are investing their resources, and looking both a little bit backwards over a couple of year period of time, but also looking forwards to find out where they're expecting to make investments moving forward. Um, not surprisingly, groups have been investing a lot more in social media uh, because um, obviously these are networks that uh, a lot of their donors are in and um, are, are places where they can get opportunities to uh, have their donors um, help spread the message for them. Um, what is also interesting, um, or, or maybe a bit more surprising, is um, the finding that um, came out of this that um, direct mail is an area where a lot of organizations are expecting to spend more money over the next year or two. Um, we had seen a retreat over the last couple of years. About a third of organizations said they were investing less in direct mail. Uh, but um, as they look ahead, a lot of those organizations are shifting back and putting more money back into direct mail. Uh, what it's suggesting to us and, and in some interviews with organizations is that um, direct mail, despite uh, rumors otherwise of its demise, is still very popular um, with donors and, and still gets a pretty big return. 
So a lot of organizations that have um, a little extra money to invest in um, in their fundraising operations are choosing to put some of their bets back into direct mail, which um, uh, may be a surprise to some, but um, it, it really points to the fact that even with all of these new digital channels, some of the more traditional ones still work. Yeah, it's very interesting that the, I don't want to say the newest, I mean, the social networks are not brand new, but newer and very traditional are are uh, both getting greater investment. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, don't get me wrong, some of the more traditional channels, specifically the advertising channels, you know, TV, radio, newspaper ads, those types of things, a lot of organizations are saying they're, they're putting a lot less behind right, those. Right, those are declining, um, yeah. But, um, but some of, you know, some of the tried and true methods, you know, written messages, personal solicitations, still perform very well. And I, I, the, the interesting thing about social media is that um, a lot of organizations in our survey said that it's their least effective channel in terms of return on investment. They don't get a lot of direct um, uh, dollars through social networking uh, and social, social media, but um, they still see it as very important um, as a communications and kind of engagement tool for them. Whether or not it brings them direct donations remains to be seen, but they're still seeing it as an area where they want to invest and 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 put more resources behind it. Yeah, it's just it's a place you need to be. You know, I know there's a lot of frustration with Facebook, but people still feel organizations still feel, you know, you got to be there because 3 billion people are. Absolutely. And um, I think one of the the things that we're also seeing is that it's becoming more of a pay-to-play environment, particularly on Facebook. Yes. Um, in the past you could put posts out and expect them to get seen. Yeah. Now, unless you put some ad money behind them, they're not showing up. So I think part of this is that organizations are realizing they actually have to invest in the channels themselves and, and maybe take out more ads to get their messages seen and to get the kind of reach they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. the organic reach has declined precipitously. It's, it's really discouraging. Um, and, uh, you know, another part of the message is, I don't know if this was part of the survey, but... You know, I've had countless guests on on this show and also on nonprofit radio say, you know, you got to know where your audiences are most engaged and meet them there and make those networks or those channels, which may very well be the tr- more traditional, your priorities and not where you would like your audience to be, but, you know, where they actually are and where they are most engaged. That's absolutely right, and it really comes down to knowing who those audiences are and, um, and, and not expecting to try to reach everybody, but really knowing who, who your prime donors are and, and where are the areas that your organization wants to grow and, and putting your resources there. You mentioned personal solicitations. Those rank very high for, uh, for ROI. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and they are still considered to be the very uh, the most effective way to raise money. I, I'm sure that's not a surprise to a lot of listeners here, but um, about four in 10, actually more than four in 10 organizations in the survey said that uh, in terms of ROI, personal solicitations bring them uh, the greatest value. They, you know, for every dollar they spend on personal solicitations and actually hiring fundraisers to get out there, um, they are raising more money than through the investment in any other individual channel, which um, really goes back to the, the fundamentals of fundraising, right? It's, it's, it's about those personal relationships and 
and building and, and uh, really listening and talking to your donors directly. Um, a lot of the other channels, um, you know, direct mail, email, social media are great ways to introduce yourselves to donors in a lot of cases or, or make the small ask. But for those big asks and for the deeper relationships, personal really rules and it continues to. Um, and uh, interestingly, um, organizations say at a pretty high rate that, that personal solicitations are actually more effective now than they've been in the past, even with all of these channels out there. Um, I think part of it is the growing sophistication of fundraisers. They're, they're continuing to get better at the job, their job, and, and knowing their donors. Um, and I think part of it is the, the donors themselves. They, they're getting bombarded in so many different ways through so many different channels that um, the, the groups that actually take the time to get to know them and talk to them directly are standing out and, and getting more attention from them. Look at you bringing in the name of the podcast as as the person who <laughs> who helped me create it when you were a web editor at the at the Chronicle. That's Look at right. You. We uh, we brainstormed that name many years ago, yes. and I guess it's been drummed into my head ever since. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, good. Well, I think that's appropriate. Um, and and following on the heels of everything you just said about personal solicitations most effective, we know that uh, two thirds of the organizations plan to invest more in that channel in 2017 yes that's very good for individual fundraisers i think because that means that there are that that their work is being valued and that um organizations are planning to continue to invest in the work that they're doing um so i think that's great news for the sector and i think it's great news for fundraisers certainly for the individual fundraisers yes and uh i tend to be a little more old school so i i'm i'm glad that ranks at the top (laughs) at the top um okay we just have a minute or a minute and a half or so left this is uh, the takeaway number three. This is no longer managed solely in the development or fundraising department. That's right. Um, we're increasingly seeing, um, and the, the survey really shows this, that a lot of organizations are reaching outside of the fundraising and development office to manage a lot of these communications. Uh, it's no longer just a one-department job. Uh, in large part because there are so many different channels, and many of them require uh, a pretty pretty strong marketing and communications hand, too. Uh, so one of the interesting findings in the survey is just how many, um, how many of these channels rely on multiple uh, departments to manage them. And this is especially true uh, with a lot of the digital channels, social media, um, you know, a lot of the um, online and, and mobile communications are really bringing together multiple departments to, to both craft the messages and execute the campaigns. And uh, I think it's pointing to an era of more collaboration throughout organizations on fundraising uh, and really making more uh, making it more valuable for organizations to to train their staff throughout the organization on on uh, on how to craft effective fundraising messages and how to talk directly to donors. And we know millennials like working collegially. That's true. so that that's uh, that's a very important point too as, as I think the, the workforce is changing um, it's it's in some cases breaking down some of the walls too um, it's not just what is happening in the market but also what's happening within organizations they're they're becoming more collaborative places all right so multi-channel is multi-department Peter we're gonna leave it there thank you very very much thank you Tony I was uh, fun talking about it pleasure we'll be in touch all right great thanks I thank you for loving fundraising fundamentals. I beseech you to check out Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. It's my weekly one-hour podcast 
that goes way beyond fundraising. Info is on the front page at TonyMartinetti.com. Be with me next month for Fundraising Fundamentals.